beautiful people, and welcome back to the Influencer Essentials Podcast. Each week, our influencer guests will drop lessons on how they build their brand, run their business, and find their balance. I'm your host, Brittany Hennessy, author of Influencer, Building Your Personal Brand in the Age of Social Media, creator of the Influencer Business Plan course, and co-founder of Carbon August, an influencer education company. On this week's episode, I chat with Tenny Panosian, OG beauty blogger and founder of Monday Born, and learn some lessons on building a transparent brand and business. This is a good one, guys, so let's get into it. Hi, everyone. This is episode three of Influencer Essentials, and I am thrilled to share this conversation with Tenny Panosian with all of you. I have known Tenny for quite some time now. She was the first vlogger I booked when I got to Hearst for, I think, like a Neutrogena commercial or something like that. And I remember, like, this girl can read lines, which is not surprising because she's an actress and has a degree in communications and does so many things. And we're going to learn all about them in today's episode. But thank you, Tenny, so much for coming on. I'm so happy to be here, Brittany. It's good to see you. I know. It's been forever since I saw you in person. I think the last <laughs> time I saw you saw you probably was like 2018. Was it the book tour? Yeah. Yeah, when the book yeah. was coming out and you came to New York and we did AOL Build together. Yeah. Which was fun. And I remember we left and you came out the door and the paparazzi was like, Teddy, look over here. Teddy, look over here. And Which was, was like, so weird. It was like, oh, <laughs> Teddy's famous. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's go back. So you do so many things now. But how a lot of people might know you in the beginning is you were a fantastic YouTube beauty vlogger. Mm-hmm. And there is like... I think there's one where you're Cleopatra for Halloween, and it's still, I think, one of the best tutorials I've ever seen. I love that one. <laughs> so it's it's really good. You have a lot of talent, a lot of artistic creativity, but you've changed your brand a lot over the years. So yeah. when did you, tell everybody when you started, we're going to date you. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Might as when well. Did you, when did you start? And then we'll talk a little bit about vlogging and blogging and how that changed, and then we'll get into where you are today, which I know will be super inspiring for everyone listening. So when did you start your YouTube journey? You know, YouTube, I I believe I started, I started like exploring the territory in 2012, and then really started doing it like full-time committed in 2013. So it's been some time, like eight, nine years now. And yeah, yeah. And and back then, back then, like it was so long ago. Um, you know, I think I think the real OGs started YouTube around like 2007. Like the Michelle Fonz, you know, they were there for a minute. Um, but when I when I arrived, I guess, um, it was still it was still like a a pretty un unexplored territory. So you were doing tutorials and you were also blogging. But after a while, you did a full-on refresh. And so talk a little bit about that because I think, you know, a lot of people, especially people who have been blogging or vlogging or on Instagram for a really long time and they go through different life milestones, you know, maybe they don't do fashion as much, maybe they're more into fitness now or they get married or have a baby or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and their content needs to change. 
a lot of times they won't do it because that's not what their audience expects from yeah. them. But you like to switch it up. So talk yeah. a little bit about how you were feeling when you were kind of like, I think I'm a little stuck. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want to keep going in this direction. And then how you decided to rebrand because you redid your blog. Right. And then you it felt like you got like a new breath of life. So how did you realize you were stuck? And then what changes did you do to do your brand refresh? Well, you know, my brand, my blog started out as, as MissMaven.com. And, um, you know, I just feel like I outgrew that name. And it just became a little juvenile at some point, And I felt like I'd matured past, you know, I, like I said, I outgrew it. And, you know, even though your audience might be used to a certain style or a certain vibe, I think they also expect you to be a human being and grow. Mm. <laughs> so I don't think that's unreasonable for any, you know, you're not a machine. You're, you're a person just like anybody else. And everybody goes through changes and phases and like you said, milestones and growth. So for me, it was just like, I've, I really was like a shell, like I'm a cancer. So let's use this analogy. (laughs) Um, I was, I was shedding that shell and then crawling into a new one that felt more comfortable and more familiar. Uh, So I created remarks.com and it was, it was, it wasn't just the name change. It was also an aesthetic change. Obviously, you know, blogs have gone through so many changes over the years from very basic layouts to now, I mean, beautiful aesthetics so that was another change i made and it was just you know it was inspiring for me because then that motivated new and fresh content as opposed to being stale and just not even knowing what direction to go in me i'm a person who gets tired of things quickly and often (laughs) so um i i need changes i am i'm not one person i have so many different facets that need to be satisfied so um it's it's like a, I think people at this point expect that of me. <laughs> sure, sure. But I think you know. Did you feel like you had any missteps? Did you or did you feel? I mean, when I saw it, it was nice because I think you know, your audience notices when you feel a little uninspired. Mm-hmm, your content's absolutely. a little different. You don't post as much mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, what's going on with them? I hope they like shake it. So when you rebranded, mm-hmm. it felt like you were excited again. You had yeah. some new things. How did your audience receive that? Were people like pumped or were a bunch of people like, but I'm going to miss, you know, the old thing. How did you, how did you <laughs> deal with their reaction? You know, nobody really had that, you know, oh no, why don't you keep it? It was, it was a lot of excitement, especially from the sort of core um, group that had been with me from the beginning, they were more excited than anything. So I think that for anyone considering a rebrand, um, just know that, you know, people are ready and waiting to root for you, not, not to point out like that you did it wrong or you shouldn't have done this. So, um, you know, I think for the most part, I hundred percent of people were very, very supportive and excited. I think people also enjoy change and something fresh. I think that's like a, a common theme we've we've heard over the last few episodes is when you build the right community, your community wants you to win. Absolutely. They want you to be happy. They want you to feel inspired because that's the only way they're going to keep getting the content. That's right. <laughs> that they, that's absolutely right. That they like. So they're usually pretty supportive, mm-hmm. want you to do well. 
But how was that fulfilling your more creative side? Because people may not know this. I know this because we have talked about this and you post a lot of content and I don't think people realize. Plenty of people are, I'm air quoting, content creators, but you're really a content creator. <laughs> like you produce full on content. And I think, you know, even on like your page of this episode, I'm gonna drop in, you had done a previous AOL build that had all these like lipstick, um, lipstick shades and it's oh, got yeah. music and you mm -hmm. singing and dancing. And then the host pointed out that you made that. And I was like, of course she did. Of course she <laughs> made that. Because it was really good and funky, but it definitely is something that like a full on production studio would make and not necessarily something you think, you know, a beauty YouTuber would make because lots mm -hmm. of times they have teams who edit or they do edit, but it's not of this quality. So talk mm -hmm. a little bit about how you developed that side of your brand and mm -hmm. how you decided to offer those services in addition to, you know, everyone can do like, I'm gonna do one vlog, I'm gonna do an Instagram right. post or like a video, but you were doing like full on shoots and I will definitely share some of my favorites because every yes. time I see them, I'm like, oh, these, are, these are so good, I like them so much. So how did you decide to like get into that? And you shoot a lot of your own content with the mm -hmm. tripod. So how mm -hmm. did you how did you tap into this whole part of your creative side? And then how did you how did you pitch that into your brand work? Uh, that is, I think that's where my passion lies is is creating, producing, editing video content. I mean, a, an idea will come into my head and I will not rest until I bring it in, bring it to life. Like that is that's on so many occasions, that's how a video was born that I've done. Um, it's something that just really turns me on and I know I'm good at it. Um, I you know, I started YouTube with just, a Canon T3i camera and some natural light. And over the years, you know, I developed, I mean, I don't, I was like, shoes and bags will never excite me as much as like lighting and a camera lens and like all this other equipment. <laughs> Those were the purchases that like excited me. And so over the years, I've built a, an insane collection of, you know, lighting, uh, camera, you know, all this different equipment in my studio, in my home where I produce everything and I prefer that I would actually rather work on my own because I know exactly what I want I know exactly how I want everything to turn out I MacGyver my way through everything and it's very unorthodox it's not the way a production crew would work um, so for that reason I just prefer to be on my own and I make it happen it's just it's I know the vision that I want to bring to life and I get the shots I need and then I'm at my computer um, editing. So that's just, I think, I think I've kind of become known for that in the beauty and lifestyle space is just like the bomb videos. Like I, I, I will give myself that, like these videos are pretty incredible and it's just like, no, I, I enjoy, there's nothing I enjoy more than doing that. It's interesting to hear you say that because when you talk to YouTubers or bloggers who make video content, the bane of everyone's existing is, is existence is the editing part. They're like, oh, I shot this content, now I gotta sit down and edit it and put it together. And for some people, it's so painful. And they well, just, I mean, yeah, they hire somebody else. 
Vlog content or tutorial content is mundane. It is. Mm -hmm. I, actually, vlogs can be a little more stimulating, but like a tutorial kind of content, mundane. It's just not stimulating, which is why I do so little of it these days. But something where you're telling a story, something that's moving, I mean, there's, I mean, you could do so much with it. So those editing pieces, even though they take so much longer, um, those are the ones that I enjoy the most. And then once I get to the end and once I, once people see it and are like in awe, I'm like, this is it. This is what I wanted. So yeah. I absolutely enjoy it. Yeah. Because they're not just kind of good. They're really, really, really Thanks. good. Thanks. So I'm going to, I'm definitely going to put some, some links to your best book. So I encourage everyone you. when you listen to this episode, then just pop in and get inspired because this stuff is fantastic. And so for a long time, you were creating content for other beauty brands, skincare mm -hmm. brands, fashion brands. You had a really big collaboration with Bobby Brown, mm -hmm. which was actually in store, which was yeah. very cool. So I got to go in store and be like, I know her. I know this girl. Let me get some. Not my shade. Still got support. Don't care. Gotta have it. And so, you know, you did that. But I always, you know... I always tell influencers, like, making branded content is great, but if you have a lot of influence, like you do, you've got over a million subscribers, you've got over a million followers, on, over half a million followers on Instagram, like, you've got a big audience, you could direct those people to somebody else's brand, or you can make your own. Mm -hmm. And I know we had talked a lot about, you know, would you do, like, makeup everyone always comes out with a lipstick or an eyeshadow mm -hmm. palette or something and you always like i really think my jam is skincare i think yeah. I'm, i think i'm more into the skincare and last year here came monday born which you know you've got you've got skincare and it was named like i know the zoe report named it like one of the best new beauty brands which is huge but yeah. not surprising because everything you do is fire. So that's great. But I think everyone is like, wait, how do I make something that's mine? So mm -hmm. this is where I want to spend a lot of the time because I think I love sure. that you're like, you're like a founder's founder because you are even, you know, you're sharing like, this is what the packaging is going to look like. What serum should I make next? And people are mm -hmm. very involved in the process. Yeah. And on top of it, you did it during a pandemic, which, bless you for launching <laughs> any venture <laughs> in Damn. 2020, the year of, you know, sit down and do nothing. But mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how you came up, first of all, with the name, because mm -hmm. the, the origin story behind that is great. But just how you knew you wanted to branch out, do your own thing, and what was the process of figuring out what the product was going to be? Mm -hmm. what you were going to name it and how you were going to brand it since you already had a very strong tenny brand outside mm -hmm. of that. Well, I mean, for the brand specifically, I, you know, I wanted it to be, you know, if this bottle or if this packaging were to be personified, I want it to be me, you know? So I think everyone is very used to me being very minimalist, very, um, like statement, but but understated, uh, so so um, very elevated and just like I said, uh, not so in your face, very minimalist. Um, so that's what I kind of wanted the the packaging and the look of the brand to represent. As for the name, um, 
I am the most indecisive person on the planet. Like it is so difficult for me to, and how, and I, I mean, of my own brand that I'm putting my <laughs> name on, how would I ever choose a name? And I got off of a three hour call with my, the team that I was going to be working with. <clears throat> and my, and I said to my boyfriend, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to come up with this name? Like, what are we going to do? And he's like, he said, it's okay. Let's just, just, let's figure it out. He's like, let's start simple. What does Tenny mean? You want it to represent you. What does Tenny mean? And I said, I don't know. Let's Google it. So I typed in, what does the name Tenny mean? And you know how Google does the most popular result at the top in the big letters? It just popped up. It said Monday born. And we both looked at each other. We're like perplexed. Like, I dig this, but I want to know more. Like, why Monday born? Why does this mean this? And then he said, were you born on a Monday? I said, I have no idea. Let's check. So I searched day of the week, July 16th, 1984. It was a Monday. Wow. It was a Monday. So I was like, this is it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to look any further. I did. I wanted to satisfy that part of me that just wanted to like explore more. And I did. And nothing had that magic. It was just like, it was as if this was written and it was meant to be. And I said, you know what? I'm going to surrender. And I'm going to go with this. Like, this is it. So that's how the name came about. Um, and as far as starting in a pandemic, it had its, honestly, it had its pros and its cons. Um, you know, obviously, because everyone just got hit out of nowhere, um, it was a time where, you know, everyone was freezing budgets. It was like not much where everything I had, do you know how many trips I had planned with brands that year? Um, they all got canceled. Um so it was like a, a, a very down year income wise, according to the work I'd been doing all this time with other brands, but it was also an opportunity. You know, this was the time that I could really buckle down and put all my effort and all my energy into birthing this brand um, and getting it off to a good start, which is exactly what I did. Um, I took that time and I just worked. Um, I couldn't go anywhere anyway. <laughs> so um, all I did was, you know, work on this brand and work on building the community and getting people excited for it. You know, like you said, my audience is in on the entire process from A to Z. They know the formulation process. They have a say in what bottles we choose, what packaging design we choose. Um, we are transparent about everything and that's like the most i think the most special part of my relationship with my customers is that um i think they really just appreciate that there's now a brand that's really showing you all the behind the scenes the, the good bad and the ugly i mean we've had some ugly moments because of COVID, especially delays you know sourcing ingredients the difficulty in that and you know we've just been really really open about it as opposed to trying to tidy everything up behind the curtains and then come out with this, you know, perfectly polished product. I think they really like coming along on the journey. So um, it's been, it's been, I, I really think it was the perfect time. It was the perfect time to do it because now it's, it's taken roots and it's thriving and it's growing. And so now, you know, that doesn't mean I'm walking away from partnerships with other brands. You know, I still very much enjoy doing that. So I'm at a point now where I can, you know, split my time and be able to do all of it. And I noticed, so some people do this, some people don't, but you may 
separate Instagram. So Monday Born has its own Instagram. It has mm-hmm. its own look and feel. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of faces on there that yeah. I know. I'm like, oh, I know that influencer. I know that yeah. influencer. So can you talk a little bit about you made something, you're proud of it, and then how did you go about enlisting the support of your friends? Because I think, you know, a lot of people have ideas, but being a founder is very different than being an influencer. It's an entirely different business. It has other challenges. It requires people to just do more than like and subscribe. It's like, please buy this thing. Right. (laughs) You know, and then... And then just figuring out, you know, who are you going to talk to? How are you going to promote it? How mm-hmm. much are you going to promote it? And in the last episode, we had A.B. talk about, like, the art of self-promotion. And you and mm-hmm. I were talking a little bit about, you know, how I had someone who followed me on Instagram, subscribed to my newsletter, and had no idea I had written a book. And it's <laughs> like, how did, you, how did you find me if you missed all these other pieces? Right. And it just goes to show that, like, no matter how much you tell somebody about something, people are still missing it. So how right. did you figure out your promotion plan? Like, of course, it's very nice when you have a lot of influencer friends. A lot of our listeners mm-hmm. will also have a lot of friends that they can call who have, you know, very large networks. Mm-hmm. But then just in general, like sharing with your audience, how do you mm-hmm. balance the content that they come to expect with, mm-hmm. but by the way, I have this company. And like yeah. it's over here, the Instagram's over here, you can buy over here, not where you currently are. How are you right. diverting, you know, that enthusiasm and those eyeballs? Sure. Um, you know, I I have always had a difficult time with self-promotion. Um, I've never been good about the brag <laughs> or you know you know constantly promoting um i've always just kind of flown under the radar and it was just kind of one of those things like if you know you know um it's just it's just my style it's it's something i'm it's where i'm comfortable um and i know i know what they i know they say you know stepping out of your comfort zone but this particular thing is a little more challenging for me just because i've always subscribed to the idea that you know if you build it they will come mm-hmm. i've built very good content and people have come i've built incredible products and people are raving and just buying by in bulk at this point um people are buying three bottles at a time now after they've tried the products so i've always relied on that like the work speaking for itself as opposed to me it's just it's just not in me to go out and like really be shameless in promotion and maybe that's maybe that hurts me I don't know um but I would rather focus my attention on quality than trying to you know force a persona or a style that really just doesn't fit me um so my my way of you know promoting has just been organic what whenever and whatever comes organically to share is is what I do and it's and it's definitely understated. It's not in your face, it's not shameless promotion, um, which again is not my style, uh, but we're doing great. <laughs> Don't know what to say. Like um, I think that people, like I said, are used to that with my personal brand. You know, they know I'm kind of just, you know, I kind of hang back and, you know, let the work speak for itself. So I'm largely doing the same with um with Monday Born except 
if you scroll through your Instagram feed, sometimes you'd be like, but really, Teddy, are you really shy? Are you really caught <laughs> under the radar? Because <laughs> sometimes I look at your photos and I'm like, oh, okay, Teddy. And then you can look at the comments and it's just flame emojis <laughs> or hundreds of comments. So I hear what you're saying. Well, it's not shy. It's not, it's not being shy. That's the thing. It, I think there's a difference between being shy. I'm not a shy person. I am reserved um, mm. in certain ways, but um, for me, it's just like, I, listen. I don't. I don't want to be offensive or anything, but to me, it just feels cheap to be that. Like, sure. you know, it, it's just it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. If if somebody else can do it and do it successfully, by all means, like. Congrats. That's yeah, great. It's not, it's I wish I could. Everyone. Yeah, I wish I could. Even I struggle a little bit with the, like, oh, I'm, I have to sell this thing. Yeah. Put this thing out there. And it, it, yeah. is, it is tough, but again, mm-hmm. it is very nice when your work is so good that people will do it on your behalf, which I think you've got to be able to do one of those two things. You've got to be mm-hmm. able to make something that's so good that people mm. run screaming from the rooftops for you or yeah. you've got to get on those rooftops and scream yourself. absolutely <laughs> so yeah you're right about that you've got to pick you've got to pick your battle but you know again like everything else you do the product is amazing and can you just talk through a little bit like how did you figure out what the process was going to be because influencers always had there are all these influencer companies that like pop up and influencers will do content with a certain company and then this company will help them make their products so just how what's the what's the and i know you share this what's like the backbone of monday born like do you have a partner Mm -hmm. are you are you looking to like eventually get into stores Mm -hmm. where how what's what's the bare bones of that and how can you where do you see it going Sure. Um, so this is this is how I I knew that it was time because I'd I'd been considering a brand for a while, but I knew it had to be very particular. It couldn't just be like, hey, here's my brand and let's do it the way everybody else has done it because there are so many. Um, so I was connected with my now partners, Bubel. Um, Bubel is the platform where um, the community can communicate with each other. There's chats, forums, um, posts that we all we talk um, in, but it's also where our sort of like, our orders are taken um, on Bubble.com. Um, so Bubble is like a beauty incubator. And my partners, when I met them, um, we kind of talked through what each of our goals were. And just seeing that, you know, they were willing to do things as differently as I wanted to do them as well, I knew I was like, these are my partners. These, this is who I'm gonna do this with. And um, the 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 way we're doing things differently is one was, you know, like I said, our community being so involved in the process. We have something called the Monday Born Experience where we pick a, a group of 10 people who literally get the lab samples and test them with us. And then we have video calls and, and, and you know, they give us their feedback and it's like, what brand does that you know that is that is like revolutionary in this industry because you know our philosophy has always been you know no longer does a a brand tell you what you need you tell us what you need you're buying the product so give us your feedback you know like 
let us send you these samples, let us know. And so we go through a couple of rounds, however long it takes to nail it and get it down perfect. And of course we include people of all different age groups, complexions to make sure, skin types, to make sure we're creating as well-rounded a product as possible. So that's one. And the other is sustainability. You know, we, we are kind of, we've pioneered this like sort of crowdsourcing um, model for sales. You know, we're not ordering a hundred thousand purchase order and letting it sit in a warehouse. You know, we're taking orders. We tell the lab, hey, this is how many orders we got this round. Send just this many. So every time they're getting a fresh batch, like you're not getting something that's been sitting in a in a fulfillment center for you know eight, nine months, maybe over a year. Um, you know, it's the freshest product, and you're at the end of the day, we're not making more. Uh, then is being sold and then having to throw it away and waste all that material. So um, all of that, all of what I just said put together, that is our backbone. That is what, you know, made me so like really lit my fire for this process and um, got me excited for not just a brand, but a brand that's really doing things differently. I love that because, you know, especially as we've seen in, in 2020 and in 2021, you really can voice your opinion with your dollars Absolutely. and it does become more difficult to figure out where you want to spend your money as you go mm -hmm. looking into what is a company doing are their values similar to mine and yep. just you stating that being transparent about it putting it out there i think it lets people know oh this is a company i can support in good faith and know that i'm not i'm not going to do any harm which i mm -hmm. think is really important and you know, you're super transparent in that process. You vlog and you're one of the few YouTubers I've seen cry authentically, meaning it is not some strange apology video. <laughs> you're, just, you're, just doing, you're just doing your 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 daily life and sometimes life is hard and you yep. will talk about that if you mm -hmm. you know I watched a vlog where you said you know I woke up I just was not having it and I went back to bed <laughs> yeah just was and and that's so relatable because I think you know a lot of people have big problems with influencers because some influencers just can't let you know that it's not always perfect. It just, it's not part of their brand. Yep. It's not why they're here, which is okay if that's what you're into. But I sure. think the influencers who have managed to have longevity and really, you know, really intense bonding with their communities are the influencers who do let you see that they mm -hmm. are a person they grow, they also have difficulties. So can you talk a little bit about how you decide what to share? Because mm -hmm. I'm sure there are things we don't see. Very few right. people are showing the worst of the worst. Those <laughs> right. people I'm like, you shouldn't be vlogging this, you should be talking <laughs> yeah. to this. This is a little intense for public consumption. But I think you know there is a there is a line and you do a very good job at walking that line. So how do you figure out what you're gonna share with your audience? Versus what you're like, you know what? I think this this maybe I'm gonna pass. Or do you share too much sometimes and you edit it out before it goes live? Mm -hmm. How are you figuring out what that balance is? For me, it just really comes down to what is authentic. Period. Like that's really it. What feels authentic to share? Um, it doesn't necessarily feel super authentic to to like you said share extremely private you know struggles sometimes. 
and other struggles, you know, it does feel like, you know, because I get, I get so many messages from people saying, hey, I really appreciate that you've been open about mental health and mental wellness. And I, you know, someone just recently DM'd me and say, said that she'd just been in treatment for PTSD. And she said that the, the playlist that I shared really calmed her down. And, you know, just wow. even like like a, play, a playlist helped somebody, you know? So anything that, you know, I'm a person who I definitely have my ups and downs, you know, I'm no stranger to melancholy. <laughs> like it's, and it's, it's nothing, it's nothing I reject or pretend isn't there. It's just, it's always been a part of my life. Some of us are more disposed that way than others. Um, and so it's, it's something I choose to, instead of ignoring and pretending like this is a, my beautiful life that's so awesome on social media, is to show both. It's to show the highs and like the, the joys, but also, you know, what, as, as it comes authentically to share like, hey, this is, this is a struggle that I think probably other people are experiencing too. And sure enough, anytime I open up a little bit, my DMs are flooded with people's craving more. They want more and more and more of that. So I'm always sort of just, this wasn't me before, by the way, before, maybe like four or five years ago, I, this was pre-therapy, by the way, <laughs> um, it, it would have been a completely foreign idea for me to open up you know, as much as I have, and I haven't even opened up that much. So you, you, that tells you what a, you know, sort of guarded person I am, but just seeing the response from people and how, how, um, affected people are and how, how much they want more of that content, that is enough to drive me further and just like help me kind of push me to, to share more of that. Um, it's it's just something that you know it's not comfortable at all. It's 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 way easier to be like, hey guys, this new lip gloss is freaking great. You know, <laughs> it's obviously much easier to do that. But is that is that life? Is that really you know the reality we're all dealing with? Like, no, it's not. So um, as much as it, like I said, as much as it feels authentic, um, I'm trying as much as I can to just continue to be open and share. And it's a really tough burden that gets placed on influencers because if someone has been following you since the beginning, mm -hmm. you've been in their life for almost mm -hmm. a decade. Yeah. Which is crazy to be like, oh yeah. no, when I started following Penny, I was doing this. Yeah. And when she did that, I was doing this. And you know, yeah. the same way you have like, you know, a favorite musician and like, certain uh -huh. songs are like part of your life like certain content videos like oh yeah i did i redid this tutorial when i was on my first date with blah 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 like <laughs> yeah. people, you know people really were like this dress that you were wearing i wore it to this party and like i remember it. and so it's very strange how like people don't realize it until they actually dissect it that mm -hmm. influencers really do influence yeah. a, lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of your life whether they mean to or not. So it's always sure. nice when someone who, you know, I'm sure plenty of people think Tenny is my best friend in my head because, you know, that's <laughs> just the nature of the game. But it is, yeah. it is nice when those people do end up being real people who yeah. have real problems, yeah. who share, you know, and maybe don't share too much. Because as we can see now, you have a boyfriend. You guys were so cute on Instagram. <laughs> you were together and you didn't talk about him. Mm -hmm. Which 
I think is really interesting because you know it's it's very much like do people need to know is that something you want to share so I think for those sorts of things you know mm. like everybody has to do what they're comfortable with of course like people always say oh I don't know if I should share and it's like if you're not sure you don't have to share well with relationships specifically you know I was in a relationship like for a couple years before while I was still doing you know YouTube and Instagram and I didn't share that once because I was pretty sure I wasn't not gonna stay in it. <laughs> so and you don't um, have to you don't wanna have to go back and do exactly, the massive archive. Exactly. Like we see with some of these super young TikTokers, it's like, oh yeah. all these photos. <laughs> I had I had the foresight to know what was, you know, what what was wise to share. But now, you know, you know, knowing that, you know, this is this is my one. So I had zero hesitation to share, and now I'm like, I want to post every day. Obviously, I don't, but <laughs> um, it feels much more comfortable. You couldn't get away with it, though. I think people would, would eat it up. Every Aww. photo, people were like, oh, I love you guys. You're so cute. And it's true. You guys are so cute. Oh, thanks. I and, and I think what's so nice, too, is to look at everyone who's so happy that you're happy. Yeah. Which is really fantastic because I think a lot of people have to deal with the haters. Oh, that's right. my favorite. The haters who, if you're winning, they're salty about it. If right. you like have a good placement, they're like, oh, but it's not such and such. And it's like, right. nobody, nobody needs any of that negativity. And anytime yeah. you post that you're happy, the comments explode with like, we want this for you, Tammy. We're so happy that you're happy and you've inspired me to hold out for the one. And I'm like, well, oh, you know, you know, I'm here with our inspirational. Well, the reason for that, the reason for that is, you know, I think everyone always saw me as the perpetually single girl and the happy single girl, which mm-hmm. I was all this time. You know, I was the poster child for happy single girls thriving on their own. And I think that, you know, when everyone found out that I was in a serious relationship, that I was, you know, very happy and, like I said, serious about, it was like this whole new world that opened up for people who maybe were in my same position, single for, I mean, I was 34 when I met him, you know, so um, I was single for a long time. So I think it was this like, oh my gosh, I can, I can, this can be me too, you know? And and I loved that, and 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 I did a live about um, kind of like my journey and how like I think this is a thing for people is like how to be happy single. <laughs> yeah, because and, you and how you bought a home. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people are like I can't do this until I'm married. I can't do this. No, you were, you were out living your best life, right? For good, good. I mean, you know, because significant others are wonderful. I'm yeah. married. I think I've been married for eight years, nine years. Yeah. I don't even know. Been married. <laughs> um, married so long that when people are like make dating references to apps, I'm like, I was already <laughs> yeah. married before dating. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but you know, you do have to be a whole person by yourself, and 100%. I think that's really what we saw from you. Is here is someone who looks like she's taking care of herself checking in with herself, not pausing life because she's single. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people love that. And then you did manage to also find happiness. So you Mm -hmm. got like the best of both worlds. It was like she was happy single. 
and now she's found her person and she looks even happier than she did before if yeah. that was possible and yeah. I think that's really great for for people to see and you were never like toxic about being single you know and I'm sure sometimes it's sad of course anytime it's you can be lonely even when you're with someone so sure. just in general you know I loved every moment of being single honestly and you were just you were always like happy and again wearing fabulous outfits on Instagram and everyone being like yeah Tenny is is living is living the good life so mm-hmm. You do talk a lot about, you know, mental health and, yeah. and I want to end with talking about how do you, how do you breathe? How mm-hmm. do you take a break? How do you relax? Because, yeah. you know, you've been a full-time influencer for a long time. Yeah. You are a full-time founder plus influencer. You know, you have a relationship, you have family, like you have mm-hmm. friends and, you know, everybody who's in this game full-time knows that like there's no off button. You have to, like, make yourself Mm -hmm. turn off, reset, take a break. So what what do you do? Do you, some people, like, some people, like, put on makeup, but that's, like, what you do for a living. So, like, what (laughs) what do you do when you're, like, I just need some me time. I just need to, like relax do you turn off your phone what's mm. your what's your your self-care routine for me really self-care is <clears throat> living just living with you know seeing family seeing friends going to the park with my dogs just things that are not work <laughs> you know i i used to i used to work sunday to sunday like so many hours a day and I enjoyed it and it was it was something that I was used to and something that you know obviously seeing the the fruits of my labor was so exciting so I kept working kept working kept working um and I I think it was when I lost a really good friend like one of my closest friends um to cancer when uh, in 2017 um when I really just kind of took a look at life and said there's more to this there's more to you know this existence than just you know working my tail off at all hours of the day. So I've sort of, you know, adjusted my approach, you know, from, you know, living to work to working to live, you know, it's, it's now so much more important, so much more of a priority to me for us to just go to my mom's, watch a movie with her or, you know, just go out, even just drive far away and have lunch somewhere. Um, just things that allow us to, you know, be able to look at the sky and look at the trees and appreciate, <laughs> appreciate really the little things that, um, you know, if I was stuck inside all hours of the day working, I wouldn't be able to. So, um, I just I try to prioritize work. Um, I have my list of things that I have to do. Um, and I will always make time for, you know, a little bit of self-care, even if that means, even if I'm having a very busy day, if that means, you know, I've got these patio doors right here, walking outside, sitting by the pool for a little bit, getting some sun, listening to some music, even very basic things. I just need that recharge. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much out of the, the workflow that I was in years ago. Um, and I'm not mad about it at all. It's just, um, I think different things work for different people at that time. That worked for me. And at this time, this is absolutely working for me. Because, you know, I think that, you know, being happy and fulfilled um, contributes to, you know, creating good content and content that feels authentic and that people enjoy. Yeah, Alexander and I always say, like, 
you know, so many people are like addicted to struggle. Like they can't, they can't let, <laughs> like sometimes I tell people like, you know, it's okay that everything is good. It's okay that you're happy. Like it's okay. You don't Why is that a thing? And you know, I used to be guilty of this. And you know, I think a lot of people are when everything's good, you're just waiting for like the other shoe to drop. Uh-huh. Something's mm-hmm. about to go wrong. And it's like, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe you're just having a good period and like relax, enjoy that. Exactly. You know, one of my main models is like, I, there are so many things in life that you are not going to be able to control. And this Mm -hmm. is pre-pandemic. Like, I'll be damned if the things I can control make me unhappy. Like, (laughs) no way. None of that. This job's upsetting you. This job's got to go. You don't like this friend or family member because they're too negative. They've got to go. Like anything you can fix, fix. Because life will give you plenty of things that you have no control over. And you're going to need to lean on, you know, the positive things that you've built. And just being able to, like you said, be happy so you can create Mm -hmm. and just enjoy living. We always Mm -hmm. say we've, we've struggled enough. We've stopped uh, now. Yeah. yeah. Those days are oh, over. Yeah. Like, let's just, let's try it. Go forward. Minimize yeah. <laughs> difficulties. And maximize enjoyment, you know? Absolutely. It's just, it really is a, a better way to live. And I know everyone can tell that from looking at your Instagram, hearing you on this episode, that you just are so nice, very smart, so wonderful, so talented, which is why I had to have you on. Thanks. One of my favorites. One of my favorites for a long time. That's why you were in the book. You gotta get Teddy on the podcast. You just, <laughs> you just are all around like a lovely person to, Thank you, to know. And I'm happy to know you. And I know everyone Likewise. will be very happy that they got to hear from you. So tell everyone where they can find you, buy things, stop yes. you down, drop <laughs> drop all the promos. This I'm giving you dedicated. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion time. All right, so let's do it. it. Let's do it. Okay, so my handle across the board is at Tenny Panosian. So that's Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, at Tenny Panosian. Same with YouTube. Um, and for Monday Born, it's at Monday Born Beauty. And the website is mondaybornbeauty.com. Fantastic. So head there. Try to get your hands on the next drop. As you heard Tenny say, you can get There's one coming up. One coming up. (laughs) There you go. Get in there. Support our girl. And thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy day. Thank you for having me. Influencer Essentials. Thank you. And I know everyone (laughs) is loving it. So I'm going to put all her links. Make sure you follow, buy some product, and support our girl because she's one of the best. That's all for this episode of the Influencer Essentials Podcast. I hope you picked up all those gems Tenny dropped on how to build your brand, run your business, and find your balance. Join us next week as we chat with Jean Gray of The Gray Layers on how to find your niche, create a persona, and build a community instead of an audience. As always, I'm your host, Brittany Hennessy, and you can follow me on IG at Mrs. Brittany Hennessy. See you on the gram. Bye.